Hello and welcome to the Dead Air Dudes. I'm Izzy. I'm Rocker, and you are Dead Air Dudes Nation. Thank you for liking, subscribing, and thank you for tuning in today in many of our media platforms on podcasts and on YouTube. Uh, we, amongst many other things that we do, slashing through the airwaves, we investigate true crime. We investigate everything. We investigate paranormal. And we also delve into our first love, movies, comic books, all things entertainment. All things horror, all things true crime, all things gaming, all things everything. Gaming. I mean, I am probably one of the, uh, the biggest Resident Evil fans on the planet. And also one of the worst gamers out there. But that's besides the point. Fire, what a burn. <laughs> that being said, we are now going to talk about one of at least my favorite actors of this and any, any other generation who has had a a resurgence in, in you know in uh you know the last geez, what seven, eight years, I suppose. None other than Keanu Reeves. Get up! Oh, Keanu Charles Reeves. Did you know that his name means cool breeze over the mountains? Yes. Now, he has a very uh, eclectic history, if you will, uh, where he's got quite a number of a diverse background, and he did travel. He was born in Beirut, then moved to Canada, then moved to the States, had many cultural backgrounds including hawaiian chinese english dutch american everything da, 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 da. native hawaiian chinese yeah, exactly the whole the whole the whole gamut he apparently was a pretty good ice hockey player he was i think at age 15 but he his mom and his dad and other people in his life had some connections to theater and arts and makeup and that whole world. So he was exposed to it early, but then I think at 15, he committed himself to becoming an actor. Now, um, Izzy brings this up because of recent note, uh, not as recent as movies and whatnot, but recent note is that he is in, I guess, a business venture as well as a uh, spokesperson for a comic book. Yes. The comic is called Berserker. It's spelled B-R-Z. R-K-R, Berserker. And here is one of the variant covers. Sorry for the glare, guys, obviously. But uh, you guys can, you know. And it's a nice pick. by Boom Studios. And Keanu wrote it, or co-wrote it, along with Matt Kent and drawn by Ron Garney. The story follows an immortal warrior known as berserker who happens to work for the the government and he dispatches people you know in the most goriest ways possible he almost loses his mind and he goes berserk and uh he has a healing factor because he can't be killed like a wolverine not to get too geek on you but uh think of him as a cross between oh, geek. Uh, like uh <laughs> Thor, not Thor, jeez, like Conan, a Viking, Wolverine, and John Wick on the on a one. And the character does look like Keanu. And yeah, man, I mean, it's a 12-issue limited series. 
it seems to be, and, you know, pick it up. You know, and this wasn't a promotion by a booth who did not give us anything and did not pay for us. Yeah, disclaimer, uh, they did not provide us a free comic book, hint, hint, or any kind of merch, hint, hint. Nudge, nudge. No, we just, it just uh, came, you know, into attention. It just brought up and blew up because the comic actually came out last Wednesday, and it just absolutely blew up. Even I mean, though it had, a, uh, I think, a print run of 600000 overall, which is a lot for, for, for an indie independent company. First impressions is that he looks like a modern-day samurai. Yeah, I mean... Kind of for hire. And he himself, again, if you want to catch his Kickstarter, his video on YouTube, it's fairly recent. Cheers. I got uh, sidebar. I got my uh, Jack and Coke here. Uh, my Batman thing. But it, it, it looks really cool. Actually, uh, I've ordered and it's going to come in soon. And it, it, it did light a fire under us to kind of reinvestigate and you know, kind of do a retro perspective of Kano's illustrious career. Uh, way back when, people, his first movie debut was as a, I wouldn't call it a small bit, but he wasn't a main bit character, but he was in Youngblood. He was. He played. Yes, he did. Really, you know, you know, he was the goalie. He played the goalie. He was the goalie. He he is a goalie by trade. He was the goalie in the movie. He had a couple a, a couple bit lines, and obviously, if you guys have not seen Young Blood, it's actually one of the better '80s sports movies. If you want to even call it sports movies, you know, it's Patrick Swayze and Rob Lowe, and you know, but uh, you know, now the first movie that I recall, it's worth one day for us to do a ton of talking. Was that? It might be investigate. It might be worthy one day to do top five hockey movies or whatever. I think you, sir, have have a have earned your keep for the day. Good job. <laughs> but yes, uh, I. It was his first uh, major movie debut. Um, previous to that, he did do tons of stage work. Yeah, I think. He, and he did a, a bunch of TV movies, a short film, and, you know, stuff like that. So, yeah, it was, it was the first big role. And that's 86. Then uh, he did, in the in 86 was when he pretty much exploded and started doing, did, I think, as many as, what, seven films came out that year? Yeah, and the first of which was Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Excellent. Um and again, that movie actually had um, budget issues, and it was shelved for quite a while. He admittedly said, initially approached to wasn't, I don't think he was the first person in mind for it, but it wasn't exactly his thing, but it was something different to do, and he actually nailed that role. It's one of the most iconic roles in, in cult movies, and... Thereafter, he explored. So I think Cannon gets kind of a bad rap sometimes. I think, I think Kabiri gets a bad rap because I think that role was overall being so successful for him. I think it kind of limited him because people thought that he couldn't act. Right. In a weird way, that success of that role had, had pigeonholed him. And when you really look back at talent, forget about popular opinion. When you look at talent, 
you have to be somewhat talented to pull off surfer dude slash, uh, you know, the, I don't know if he it was a burnout so much, uh, but he was dude, 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 you know. Oh, definitely. I mean, look, it, it takes a certain, you know, to make it realistic, to make it work, you need to, you know, embody the role. And, you know, it's not, it, it's like if you say, oh, be funny. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, Rock be funny, and either are you aren't. I mean, so then after that, he he also did a a similar role in Parenthood, where he was you know the the dumb boyfriend, you know of um I do believe I forgot her name Martha Plimpton I think it was, and you know then after that you had your Bill and Bill and Ted Bogus Journey. You had Point Break play Johnny Utah. You know? Now, Point Break was getting him a lot of notoriety. I think he truly exploded on the scene with the 94 thriller Speed. Well, yeah, of course. No, he was going back and forth. And, and obviously, we're not going to go to his full filmography. We're just going to pick and choose certain things that, you know, that we... As fans, you know, where I mean, he had, of course, I know that he was, he did uh, My Own Pirate Idaho, which was, which was a good film for him. He did um, uh, The River's Edge, which is another dramatic role for him. And he was great in freaking Bram Stoker's Dracula as yeah. John Parker. And again, yeah, I believe, I think it was Speed. I don't know if it was Speed or the major, I think it was Speed where he wasn't the first choice. And then they had to rewrite uh, the script and the dialogue when he, was eventually the default person for it. Right. Um, but they made the dialogue to his strengths and he put it all fantastic. You know, if you go back in time, of course, you go back in time to modern day CGI and, and digital graphics, it, you could do so much more today. But for the time, it was a thrilling adventure and a little tidbit, I guess there's a little thing that always was but never became between him and Sandra Bullock. Yeah. Where he admitted and then she admitted and they kind of alluded to and we don't ever know if anything ever did happen but uh, for all those fantasy guys and uh, gals out there romancing they could have been a pretty good couple. Anyway, moving on. Yeah. We also know that he had some hardship in his life that um, he's a very private person and the fact that he hasn't been, you know, uh, really linked besides, you know, a couple people here and there, but he hasn't been, hasn't done anything bad that we know of, hasn't been in any scandals that we know of. It's just, you know. No, actually, very uh, supportive on a lot of other things. Uh, recently, there was that video, and it was a nonchalant thing. It was something probably you and I or anybody else would do, but there was some video about him uh, giving up his seat in the subway or something to uh, a lady with a lot of bags or whatever. I mean, a chivalrous thing, a nice thing to do. A thing you wouldn't exactly consider big name million dollar actors to do. And he's taking the freaking subway to boot. Well, yeah. I mean, and it has come to light also that he actually gives a lot of money to charity that was never known and yeah, I mean, he seems like he's a legitimate, genuine good guy. Now, look. I mean, 
I mean, I, look, let's go further into his career. You're talking about movies now in the, the 2000s, uh, John Constantine, which whatever you want to call it, I liked it. I understand about the comic book. I understand there's major differences. I understand all that stuff. But for what the movie was and what the director demands from him, I thought he did a fantastic job in that movie. Then, of course, I'm glazing over the one that really put him over the top, The Matrix. Yeah. And of course, Matrix 4 is coming out. But the Matrix and the role of Neo that he played, again, I don't think he was the first trick, but um, he, he embraced the role, he made it his own, and I don't think anybody can envision that role somebody else to play. No, no, definitely. Now, I think you glazed over one movie that I think, for me personally, kind of put him back in the spotlight as speed broke the mold for him and he was like, okay, now I can do action. Oh, I think me, I know what you're talking about. Devil's Advocate was a movie that he actually stood toe-to-toe with Al Pacino and, you know, his acting chops. And it's the first time you actually see Keanu as kind of kind of a dickish, kind of, you know, at times bad character. You know what I mean? Then, and about the movie, hmm. he took a pay cut so that the company can assure they will land Pacino. So again, people don't really know that, no. that he he actually took a pay cut. You know, bending the knee, saying, "If we could get him, this movie's gonna be great." You know, you're kind of stepping aside. And I know Pacino in that movie was fantastic, and they gave him some deep dialogue, memorable dialogue that you and I can quote it. You know, theater and aspiring actors will quote for a long time. But that movie was also made part with both of them. But he had stepped aside a paycheck, you know, greatly reduced his wallet so that Pacino could be in this movie. So that's something I think a lot of people don't realize, especially with a lot of lofty, big-headed actors and actresses, that some of them really, really appreciate talent. They know that they can make the entire vehicle better if you get more of an all-star cast. And they know, I'm going to learn from this guy. I'm going to be honored to work with this guy. And there's some humility there that I think has been glazed over. I still don't know why he gets a bad rap sometimes. He's like a lightning rod. For me... You know know what it is, man? Either people love Keanu, at least how it's been up until the point where now, after John Wick, which which we'll get into in 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 a little bit, before that, you either loved Keanu or you loved to hate Keanu. You know? Because, hey... People love the replacements or they hate the replacements. Then he, he made a, a bunch of a little, you know, romantic movies, romantic comedies. He had Sweet November. He did a, he did a family movie, Hardball. Then he had the whole Matrix going on. After that, he did, you know, The Lake House. He did Scanner Darkly, Street Kings, which he came back to kind of action. And on and on and on. And on. Then after that, he kind of dwindled down a bit. Started doing more indie fare. Yeah, 47 Ronin, The Man of Tai Chi, Henry's Crime, you know. And then, what brings him right back to prominence? John Wick. Okay. Which, I don't know, if you're sleeping under a log for the last three, five years, John Wick is pretty kick-ass mofo shit. I mean... And, oh, oh! Another thing from John Wick and and Matrix and other movies um, that people don't appreciate, maybe, and we bring to full light, is that many of the behind the scenes trainers 
say that he is truly one of the easiest to train for weapons and martial arts and because he wants to do his own stunts he wants it to look very believable he embraces it and within many hours they say he looks like a natural to the point that it's not just buff and camera tricks he really can kick ass with weapons guns and fighting videos out there you can see there's a famous video out there where he is on a gun range or like I guess behind the scenes practicing whatever, and he goes through the whole the whole uh, the whole course in pretty quickly in you know le- legitimate time. Where hey man, I mean <laughs> if shit went down, I want I want Keanu on my side. <laughs> A truly, truly difficult man to give you problems <laughs> if, if if shit goes down, if things go sideways. So again. Um, you're right, and you're on point with John Wick. If his fire was his his candle was a little waning and that it was getting down down to it, it kind of re-energized everything that he was doing to the point now that you have the, the was he's it twenty? He's, 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 he's back. Yeah. Oh, he's back in full force. I mean, okay. So we reviewed the romantic comedy uh, "Always Be My Maybe," the Netflix original funded thing. Stand alone, it's a very entertaining, good romantic comedy. But when Keanu plays Keanu, he plays an he plays an elevated per- version of he plays with people. I mean, like if you, I mean, it took this to another level. So it, if I wanted to give it three stars, just because of his appearance and his performance, it's four stars. You know, yeah. it really he was really a huge difference maker. I think that's the thing that maybe people don't grab that. I'm pretty sure I'd bet the house that he has a very good gauge of his perception, his likability, and his star power. And I give him all the credit in the world that he doesn't act like a dick about it. No, so that's no. He, so the, he knows full well his place in the pantheon of Hollywood, and he is very comfortable being Keanu. He doesn't have any. He doesn't care if he wants to do a a comedy. He'll do a comedy if he wants to play himself. In a comedy, he'll do it. If he wants to do the voice of uh, Duke Kaboom in Toy Story 4, he'll do it. That's right. That was awesome. If he wants to be the, um, do a comic book, he'll do it. If he wants to be the, the next star. In a comic in a, in, a, in a video game in Cyberpunk 2077 as Johnny Silverhand, he'll do that as well. And, and Carol- for you know the astronomical odds that you're listening to this, if you want to be in the next Dead or Dudes movie, uh, you're welcome to come by, give us pointers. You can even fund us. That'd be that'd be fantastic. Yes. Yeah. And and what he said exactly. That'd be wonderful. Quite wonderful. We have a we we have many many story ready to go. You know Hollywood. If you come a knocking, you know <laughs> let's talk. All right. Um, so again, pick up the comic book. Um, stop mocking the man. Embrace the man. Uh, embrace his movies. Go back. He's got a quite a body of work. We can't wait for more things to come out. Um, in the relative scale of age, he's only 50, 51. He's got a long more of a career and it's going to hit us with more stuff. Keanu, I love you, man. And I guess that's about it. 
He's a little older than 51, but nonetheless, we do, we do love Keanu. You know, hey, he's got Matrix coming out. Wick four and five are coming out. He's got a uh, he's got a TV series coming out. We play guess what an assassin. Hey man, why not? And and supposedly, last but not least, he wants to be in a Marvel movie or and or series. So I believe there's some negotiations. I don't know if he most likely would be a bad guy, but it doesn't matter. He'll be in it. Listen, most excellent. And that concludes our Keanu Love Fest for today. And uh, let yeah. us know what you guys think. I mean, you know. I'm really annoy you for being too thick on the, <laughs> the lavish uh, compliments that we're flying. Uh, but it's all real. It's all real. Thanks. Remember to like and subscribe. Hit that button. And remember, of all things, save the whales. Take care, guys.